G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Realfaith.org.au I was in church one Sunday morning. The minister was wandering with a microphone in his hand and he put it in front of me and I just couldn't speak. And it was later on, our ladies group in the church, we had to take the service at night on the study we had been doing. We each had to say something with a microphone. And I thought, oh no, on the practice, I still couldn't speak. Welcome to Real Faith. Conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith with Eric Scatterbo. Well, all of us from time to time feel like trying something new, but at the same time, there is a bit of fear involved because we're going out of our comfort zone. Well, that was the case for Sheridan Gardner. She felt that the Lord was calling her to host a radio program, but she had a fear of microphones and knew nothing about making a program. That was the dilemma that she faced. Today, we're going to hear Sheridan's story and how the Lord worked in her life and led her step-by-step to become involved in Christian radio for several years, and specifically on international shortwave radio. Welcome to the program, Sheridan Gardner. Thanks. And also with us today, your husband and cheerleader, Steve Gardner. Welcome to the program. Great to be here. Great to have you in the studio today, finding out your story as a couple, and then also how Sheridan has been involved in Christian radio without having had any formal training in it, but just a desire to want to do more. So we'll get to that in just a bit, but let's go back to where were you born? Let's start with you, Sheridan. Where were you born and how did you get to Australia? Yes, I was born in England many years ago (laughs) and uh, came here to Australia when I was three and I've been back to England a couple of times since. We're not saying the years. We're not. We're (laughs) We're, we're leaving that alone. (laughs) Very wise. And Steve, where were you born? I was born in Sydney. Grew up on a farm with my parents and my sister a long time ago and uh, they were Christians because my mum and dad started a church in a little, in a, a Sydney suburb on Botany Bay. And so going to church has always been a part of my upbringing. And, uh, of course, it's quite easy to say I'm a Christian because mum and dad are. But mm-hmm. at some time you've got to make a decision that mum and dad's faith's not going to be yours. So, That's right. Um, so I was at a uh, – I can't remember the speaker, but it was at a uh, an evangelical crusade, I believe, in in the church in a place called Gosford, which is uh, just north of Sydney. Mm-hmm. That um, they made a, I made a commitment there one night, and uh, so that began the journey of the start of my faith, not my mum and dad's, but my faith, and uh, and from then on, it's um, yeah, it's been a journey, like I suppose most other Christians, we. Uh, we uh, might be all calm on the top, but like like a duck, our feet are going like crazy <laughs> underneath. That's and, right. And, uh, and so the life goes on. And uh, I'm glad to say that uh, I've never been alone in it, in it because mm-hmm. um, there's been a saviour that's looked after me all the way through. And uh, I can look back and see how he's uh, led and blessed mm-hmm. 
me and my my life with a family, and yeah, it's been a great journey. And Sheridan, your background and faith? Yes, um, my mum was a Christian and encouraged me to go to Sunday school, and attended a church in Davistown, and there were lovely people there. There's a mission line in Davistown, New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people there were very missionary-minded. And, yes, I came to know the Lord at a, a mission, like much like Stephen was, but at Davistown. And that's where my journey began. And then how did both of your journeys intersect at some point? We were both at the same church. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, we ended up going to the same church. As I, I mentioned just a mile ago at a place called Gosford. Well, Gosford and Davistown are separated by probably 10 kilometres. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, these people that uh, Sherry was alerting to, um, missionary-minded, as one of their sons ended up being a missionary up in, I think it was Mount Hagen in Papua New Guinea and anyway uh, these people started up a, a church in a, an old cinema wasn't it at Davistown and mm-hmm. uh, that's where we had church and Sunday school until such times as finances were available and they built their first little church and I say little it was little when you look around and see the mm-hmm. churches of today yeah. Um, yeah and that's where I met this uh, this girl that had uh, yeah, she she was a real stunner. It's nice to see this young boy sitting next to his grandmother being very well behaved. He would have been in primary school. Yeah, but oh wow, yeah, yeah. you guys go way back. And then uh, eventually married and had children. Yeah, we yes we got three three children and eight lovely grandchildren. And we praise the Lord that our children are all Christians and they married into Christian families. And uh, I say we're very very proud of them. And how did you eventually? Moved to Tasmania. My parents moved down there. Um, coming from England, Tasmania was more English-looking or more English, and they moved down. And uh, when we, after we got married, we were thinking about moving from Gosford because it was getting a bit busy up there and cost of, cost of living and yeah, yep, yep. expensive. So we packed up. And after about a, just over a year of being married and moved to Tasmania. Not knowing we were going to live where we are, but mm. we travelled along the uh, north of the coast, north of the state rather, from, from west to east looking for places and mm. that we might look, because I was a mechanic at the time and I was looking for employment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we looked and looked and... We came back to Boat Harbour Beach. Yeah. And because I'd been basically brought up by the salt water since I could walk or crawl, um, the salt water (laughs) was... Float. Yeah, well, I won't go into the funny story about that, but anyway... Oh, no, uh, funny story. We got time. (laughs) Well, I was... well, the story's been told that I fell out of a rowing boat at at an age where I shouldn't have been in the boat. I was out there with my father and grandparents or so, grandfather or something and my mother said that I was the second person she knew ever walked on water when, oh. she, when she saw me floundering in there <laughs> trying to get out. So, But anyway, as I say, uh, 
but whether the truth's getting in the way of a good story or not, I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, that was uh, that's what I heard in okay. uh, many years ago. So, so salt water's been in my blood. So we okay. And so you settled in Boat Harbor Beach. Beach. Mm-hmm. Now turning to you, Sheridan, you're a housewife with no particular training in radio, but just an interest. Yes. Um, in my younger days, my father was into shortwave radio. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen at night to shortwave radio stations. You just had an interest in radio. Yeah, just flicking through the dial, mm-hmm. finding what languages I could hear. Listening to shortwave. Mm. That's kind yeah, of the hobby. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And did you ever think you'd get involved? No. no. So how did you? No. You've been involved for over 30 years. How did, how did it start? <laughs> it must have started somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it must have started somewhere. I mean, you started with turning it on. Next thing you know, you're behind the microphone. Yes. How did that happen? Well, um, a group formed in Wynyard or the northwest coast, Bernie Wynyard area in Tasmania, mm-hmm. with the idea of starting a Christian radio station in the area somewhere. Wynyard was chosen and the committee agreed and started to get things together to have a radio station and a message came out to all the churches for all those who would like to help in the first transmission and at the time I was wanting to meet other Christians because we lived in a very sort of almost not remote area but a very sort of tiny community Mm -hmm. and I didn't get out much at all because I had young children Mm -hmm. And this was an opportunity to mix with other Christians along the coast. And so I made a friend do it with me. And uh, we went to the first test transmission, which was off Table Cape. And all we did was answer phones, listen to the people's comments and make note of what they were doing. That was my first involvement in radio. So nothing spectacular. And then I heard that you graduated to the wonderful task of cleaning the vinyl records. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we had to check the record. When we had our building uh, dedicated, Mm -hmm. then it was time to start getting things ready for broadcasting or even just test transmissions, really, because we're still aspirant. And a friend and I went in and we check the records, make sure the words were suitable for a Christian Mm -hmm. radio station to play and there was no scratches because it was FM stereo and they had to be perfect. And, yes, we used to go in once a week and do that, just check the records. And dust them. We we did have a a one day, we got a lot of other women in and we we bathed them all. (laughs) (laughs) Got all the the greasy fingerprints. The days of vinyl records. Yes, that takes me back. Uh So a non-glorious beginning, but necessary because, well, Mm. if you ever had a phonograph, you know that the needle collected the dust and it would get Uh all scratchy and all that. So you Mm. didn't want to have that. So that was the start. Mm. Yes. Our guests today are Sheridan and Steve Gardner, who are sharing how Sheridan became involved in Christian radio. As we heard, it all developed from humble beginnings, but we will hear how, with fear and trepidation, she goes on to have her own health care program. All that and more is coming up when we return, right here on Real Faith. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au.
You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and today I'm chatting with Sheridan and Steve Gardner from Tasmania. They're sharing how Sheridan first became involved in Christian radio and how she has gone on to host a healthcare program that's heard on international shortwave radio. Also, we're hearing how Sheridan's story is one of obedience to the Lord. There was a program that had been on air during the test transmissions, a women's program. And at the next test, the women were not able to do it. And the manager at the time was sort of dropping out hints. We need a woman who can do the women's program. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, hope you find someone. (laughs) But the Lord spoke to me and said I should do something about it. Even though you had no previous experience? No. No. Interesting, isn't it? But the Lord said I. Yes, he, yes, I had this desire, gave me a desire to do it. And Stephen gave me a bit of a shove. Yeah, so well, let's switch over to Stephen there. What, what did you think about this uh, well, idea of your wife yeah, all of a sudden um, being on the radio? She was umming and ahhing about it and thinking whether she could do it or not. And, and I said, of course she could do it. And, um, and she had to go and speak to the manager to give him her answer to this question mm-hmm. whether she'd be do it. So I, I physically... Physically. I physically <laughs> led it by the hand. Up Is the, that true, Sheridan? Pretty, pretty well. much. <laughs> <laughs> I physically led it by the hand up the stairs in through the front doors and we I think we saw the girl at the desk and said, We're here to see the manager. And the girl went and knocked on his door and said, Sheridan and Steve are here. Oh, come in, come in. And basically, uh, as you would say, the rest is history. Well, Sheridan, I mean, was it important that you had a little uh, little oomph, shall we say? A push from him, you mean? Yes, yes. Well, I was trying to put it nicely. <laughs> yes, because I probably didn't have the confidence hmm. to do it. You felt the Lord was... He wanted me to do it. ...calling you? He, yes, yes. But you still needed, I still in needed the natural, a, mm, still needed a little oomph. Yeah, I didn't feel, maybe I didn't think I was could do it. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, there's an important lesson here that we mm. sometimes feel called to do something which is way mm. beyond what we think we can, but yet it it's kind of niggles at you mm. and it's not going away. And then sometimes you need a good friend or a spouse <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of give you a little bit of a oomph. Uh, yeah, encourage you. Encourage. To encourage, yeah. I think is the word. And mm. kind of go out of your comfort zone mm. and try something new. Mm. And little by little, well, how did it proceed from there? I did the audition, and I was accepted straight away. I went home, and I started working on ideas for programs. So you just knew you wanted to do a ladies' program? Yes. But had to come Mm. up with some ideas? Yes. Being a young mother, children are a good start. Yeah, yeah. Things what you need to do. Talk about what you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And be an encouragement to other young mothers? That's right, yes. And that's what you did? Yes. And so that mm. was with the local community station. Yes, a community station. It was basically a Christian community station at the start. 
but we ended up being a community station. Okay. But with Christian content. So you did that for several years, and then you started to make a program for the ministry that I originally came over to Australia. It was at that time called HCJB World Radio, now mm. called Reach Beyond Australia. And you've been making a family care program for them for about 15 years. 15 years, years yes. On the same ideas as the original local station, using the same sort of similar material. So mm. what do you think it was? You just had to do it? I mean, how did you proceed? You you just started to talk to somebody? How did you know how to interview someone or just have a chat or what did you do? I guess, well, we had a few training sessions that was probably Please after tell me. I, I need went all to the air. Help I can that get. was after I first went to air at training <laughs> sessions. <laughs> instinct, maybe. Mm-hmm. Listening, I mean, you are. Yeah, radio is yeah. a lot of instinct. Yeah, you it? hear other people yeah. talk, interviewing people. You know, it isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's just to have a chat to somebody. Sound like you're just having a, just two of you having a chat. Having a cuppa, to use yeah. the Australian oh, okay. phrase. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the ironic thing about all of this is that. Here you've been involved in radio for all these years, but when you started, you had a fear of the microphone. I did. Yeah, tell us about this. Yes. It was in church one Sunday morning. The minister was wandering with a microphone in his hand and Mm -hmm. asking people the same question, I think it was, and he put it in front of me, and I just couldn't speak. I just... You just, just saw speak. that microphone in front of you. And that was it. I was mesmerized <laughs> by these little dots that I could see, and I couldn't speak. And it was later on, uh, our ladies' group in the church, we had to take the service at night on the study we had been doing. We each had to say something with a microphone. And I thought, oh, no. And the practice, I still couldn't speak. I just, it was difficult. And so on the morning, I took my son with me. He was only young. and he, mm-hmm. He's got confidence. But like his father, he could talk anywhere. <laughs> and he stood beside me, and I got him to read a Bible verse. Ah, smart. He read the Bible verse, and then I could continue on. As and long as he started it. He, yes. Mm. Maybe you were destined to do interviews that way, get other people <laughs> involved. That Maybe that was the yes. trick. Yeah, we never know, do To kind of get uh, mm. things warmed up, get the ball rolling. Yeah, and... And when I had to do the audition to see if I was okay, my voice was okay for radio, I really had to tell myself, it's only a microphone, I need to use it, don't be afraid of it. And I was fine. I did Mm, the audition fine. By then, I was over the fear of microphones. I think Mm. if I focus on the microphone, you would get tongue-tied. But if you focus on the message that, hey, this is something important that people need to hear. It's not about me. Mm. I'm just the the conduit to get to the good Mm. content if you have a good guest, Mm. like our our fantastic guest today. (laughs) 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 But, you know, that's that's kind of the key, that think about, not yourself, but think about the message and and what you're trying to get across. Your message needs to go, and you have to use this device to get that message out. So what has been the most fulfilling part of being involved in this type of ministry for you? I just enjoy doing it. I feel... You don't get a lot of affirmation, is that right? I mean, as far as feedback? No, I don't have very little. I but get that's very not why little. you're doing it. No, no. I, I do it because there's a need, mm-hmm. and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Just being obedient to the Lord. Mm. Yes. And years have, from yeah, now? I have to think about those people in other countries, what they don't have and what I do have. Mm-hmm. And what they need to know, and can I help them in any way? 
you're talking like the practical things of uh, hygiene yes. and that type Health, of thing. Safety. Yeah. And who knows? Well, we'll find out mm. in heaven exactly mm. the impact that it yes. has had on the people listening. Yes. The idea of the program is it's a practical program helping people. And the program following is a more outreach program. So people listening to the practical side of things mm-hmm. will continue listening and get the spiritual side so the spiritual mm. content isn't necessarily in your it, practical health tips and safety tips. No, there's no, not and necessarily. If it, if it happens to slip in, that's good. Right. But if not, I know there's a, a program following that will have more the of an outreach mm. gospel. Mm. Of course, as the Bible says, one man plants a seed, another man waters it, and God helps it to mm. grow. So you're mm. in that line, in that succession, mm. doing your part. Mm. It's interesting from we uh, from a very small church. And it's amazing how many people in that church actually con- have contributed to the program. I was talking about the scripts that I write, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a doctor at our church. And she said, oh, I can check them for you. Just there come you up go. like that. So she checks it's all my scripts. Mm-hmm. And an- another lady, she does English second language checking. Mm-hmm. So I write the scripts, send them to her to make it perhaps a bit simpler what I've written. And send it on to my doctor friend who says yes or no or add this or mm-hmm. take that out. Because you want to make sure any medical advice is oh, oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. I, yes. Anything, mm. anything that goes over here, whether it be medical or mm. e- even in the practical field where she's dealt with likes of ladders and fires mm-hmm. and all this, has to come from authoritative ways. Yep. Because, I always um, have it checked. Mm-hmm. So looking back on your time, starting from no experience, what do you think is the big lesson for the listeners to learn from your experiences? If God wants you to do something, go for it. He will be there Mm -hmm. to help you through it. It's not in your own strength. It's his strength that we do things. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. My pleasure. If it brings encouragement to somebody else who's looking Mm. for something to do in Christ's name, it's been worth it, hasn't it, eh? Amen. Our guests today have been Steve and Sheridan Gardner talking about Sheridan's journey, being involved in radio for over 30 years and hosting her own programs heard on international shortwave radio for the past 15 years. Well, that interview was recorded in 2017, and I'm sad to say that Sheridan's husband, Steve, passed away from a cancerous brain tumor in June of 2021, after 50 years of marriage. Sheridan says she misses Steve deeply, but is glad that he's in a better place now and is no longer suffering. As a matter of fact, it was exactly 50 years from the day Steve bought the marriage ring for Sheridan to the day he died in her arms. They were truly a special couple. It was great to hear how Steve supported his wife in her desire to become involved in Christian radio. It was also great to hear how God equipped Sheridan for making radio programs, even though she had no experience whatsoever and even had a fear of microphones. Well, thank you so much for joining us for today's chat with Sheridan and the late Steve Gardner. Until next time when we'll hear another story of faith, I'm Eric Scadabo. So long and God bless. been listening to Real Faith and if you have any questions or comments you can send us a message through our website realfaith.org.au that's realfaith.org.au 
Real Faith is a production of Vision Christian Media. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.